Welcome to 1869, the Cornell University Press Podcast. I'm Jonathan Hall. This episode, we speak with our acquisitions colleague and Mellon Diversity Fellow, Alexis Zeman. Alexis Zeman has a PhD in history from Princeton University, an MA in China Studies from the University of Washington, and a BA in Linguistics from the University of Chicago. They have worked in a variety of professions, including recent stints as a copy editor, tutor, and as an assistant to authors and cartoonists. Their interests include legal history, late imperial China, disability rights, and queer science fiction. They hope to be a voice for accessibility and neurodiversity in academic publishing. The Andrew W. Mellon University Press Diversity Fellowship Program, in which Alexis is participating, was developed in 2016 to help bring more diversity into academic publishing. The program actively works to address diversity issues by providing underrepresented individuals an opportunity to have real work experience in scholarly publishing and a network of peers and mentors to assist them in their professional development. We are very excited to announce that the new fellowship position at the press is now officially open for applications. This 14-month position is within the Cornell University Press Acquisitions Department, where the diversity fellow will provide support to one or more acquisition editors in acquiring scholarly books. The application deadline is midnight of March 14, 2020, and the position begins June 1st. As part of the program, the diversity fellow will have expenses paid to attend two annual meetings of the Association of University Presses, this year in Seattle and next year in Montreal, Canada. The application for the diversity fellow acquisitions assistant position can be found on the Working at Cornell website. I will post the direct link in the info section of this podcast as well. We spoke to diversity fellow Alexis Zeman about their experiences at Cornell, what impressed them about the world of academic publishing, and recommendations they have for potential applicants for the new position. Hello, Alexis. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> it's good to see you. You too. Well, thanks for bringing uh, my attention to this Lee and Lowe Books Diversity Baseline Survey. Um, the news just came out just a few days ago, January 28th, 2020. They released their second survey. The first survey was in 2015, and it was basically a, a survey on diversity. And the results were, were very stark. This is a survey looking at the publishing industry as a whole. Uh, 79% of respondents were identified as white, 78% were women, 88% were straight, 92% were non-disabled. So that was in 2015. They did another survey last year, and they've just released the results. 76% are white, 74% are cis women, 81% are straight, 89% are non-disabled. So really no change from the baseline. And this is, this is discouraging. Thankfully, uh, there are some active movements to change the situation. And one of them is this $1.2 million Mellon grant that was pushed. Uh, this is the second cycle of this, this Mellon grant. And this Mellon grant is to increase diversity. There are uh, six presses that are involved. Cornell University Press, the University of Washington Press, MIT Press, the Ohio State University Press, University of Chicago Press, and Northwestern University Press. These presses have joined forces with the Association of University Presses to expand the University Press Diversity Fellowship Program. 
and I'm very lucky to have worked with and uh, introduce you, uh, Alexis, Alexis Zeman, as our diversity fellow this year. And so it's been, a, it's been great working with you. And it's, you know, this is a few months left. Position ends in June, is that correct? End of July. End, oh, end of July. Excellent. Excellent. So tell us what your experience has been uh, working here. So my experience has been fantastic, um, which I think I've told pretty much everyone here how great the experience has been. Um, I wasn't entirely sure what I was getting into, having not worked, I worked publishing adjacent fields, working, um, doing marketing, social media stuff for a writer and for a cartoonist, but I hadn't worked in the publishing uh, industry, as it were. And so I wasn't entirely sure what to expect, but it turns out that I really like the job and I've, it's been great being at Cornell. Um, and so, you know, it's been a fantastic experience that I feel like I could be pretty positive about and, you know, really encourage people to uh, take advantage of the fellowship. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's been so great to have you in meetings and, and working with you. And I've seen just in the past few months, I've seen you grown as a professional. Um, it's really been a, a cool process to see. I heard that you have a monthly webinar slash Zoom hangouts with other fellow fellows and other presses. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we roughly every month there's a, um, as you said, there's a sort of a Zoom webinar. And it's really great because they bring in, sometimes it's, sometimes it's just the mentors answering questions about a specific topic. And sometimes they'll bring in somebody else, like somebody from marketing at a press and have them come in. And um, again, they'll answer questions and just sort of talk a little about, about the experience. And so it's, it ranges from everything from how can you develop your, your skills to make yourself more competitive on the job market? Um, what are particular things that you know, are useful to know about marketing, even if you want a career in acquisitions? Um, so, and then also things like how do you handle peer review? So it's really, aimed at getting us to start seeing ourselves as acquiring editors. The point of the fellowship is to specifically to bring more diversity into acquisitions. Um, and so the webinars are a real chance to start thinking about what will it be like to be an acquiring editor? How can I position myself now to become an acquiring editor? What are some of the things that I'll need to deal with once I become one? Um, and so that's been really helpful. I think it's also been helpful to have just to have the sense of community that of the cohort. So it's not just the webinars, there's also, they bring us all to AUP at the beginning and end of the fellowship. And on the one hand, going to AUP your second week on the job in a new career is a little bit daunting. But on the other hand, you are already surrounded with this group of you know, really intelligent, creative, interesting people who are your fellowship cohort. And so you can feel a little bit less lost in the sea of AUP. Um, and then having that cohort, I think, it really does go beyond just having the webinars. Um, we have, you know, we communicate sometimes over email or over group text. And when, I, when one of us has had dilemmas, questions about either about sort of how are we, you know, here's a dilemma, I feel like I should speak up as the diversity fellow on this issue, or just here's a thing that's stressing me out, and it's great to have this group of people who can really understand your issues and can sort of sympathize and it really makes you feel less alone. 
I imagine you've connected with some of the, these uh, fellow fellows that you're talking with. Um, some of them might be some good friends now. Yeah, I'd say I consider all the other the fellow fellows to be, um, and certainly in my cohort, to be friends. And I mean, there's also the previous fellows from the previous years, because we're now in, I think, the fourth year. That's, I know that we're in the second grand cycle, so mm -hmm. there's been several cohorts before us. And they've also been really fantastic about being supportive and offering advice. We actually organized a Zoom hangout, an unofficial webinar, just with the other fellows. And that was also good because it was a more of a casual atmosphere where you could talk, um, you know, without sort of the pressure of having your mentors there. Sure. Um, not that, you know, our mentors aren't great, but sometimes it's useful to have sort of something that feels a little bit more of a peer group. Mm -hmm. um, and it's nice to have a, a group that you can talk candidly uh, with, as well as you know that um, you guys are going to be working together uh, helping helping foster your careers and have, having a, a group of people that you can throw ideas off of and, and have as a support network. And that, that has to feel good, too. It really does. And I mean, um, this one doesn't apply to me, but I think that it's really important that there's that the fellowship is helping create a solid network of people of color in publishing and in an acquiring in particular, because um, as we've seen from the diversity survey <laughs> results, publishing is still very white. And I think having the, almost all of the Mellon Fellows are people of color and having that support system and networking with each other, I think is hopefully going to help improve the dismal state of uh, diversity in publishing. Interesting, so, so you were mentioning AUP, uh, that this year is going to be in Seattle, uh, that you will be going to that as well as the incoming fellow uh, who applies and, and becomes a fellow at Cornell University Press. And then that individual will also go to the 2021 AUP in, in Montreal. Um, and so how was that experience at AUP? You said two weeks in. Um, you said it was a whirlwind. It was a whirlwind. Um, I, was, I was still on Pacific Coast time. Um, it, it had been such a little, such a short period of time to really adjust. Hadn't even finished unpacking yet. But it was, it ended up being a very encouraging experience for me. Um, I I felt like I really liked the culture of publishing coming out of it. Everyone was very enthusiastic and supportive about of the Mellon Fellowship and talking to Mellon Fellows. And it was a chance, I would just went around asking a lot of people what their career arcs would look like. And so I did come out of it with a much better idea of what a career in publishing could look like and what sort of publishing as a field looked like. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that it was a valuable experience, even if it was a little bit overwhelming at the time. So speaking of the time, when you, uh, the time before you, you uh, became a fellow and you applied, what was it about the fellowship that interested you? Um, and what was, uh, what do you know now that you wished you knew when you applied? Yeah, so I was starting to look for publishing jobs i'd been thinking about so i'd come out of a phd program um and then knew i did not want to stay in academia um i'd spent about a year doing this social media marketing work for um, a fiction author and for a cartoonist um and so i and what i thought was well between that and the phd i'd already been interested in academic publishing even before i defended my dissertation i've talked to my advisor a little bit about it 
Um, but I didn't really have a sense of how I was going to make that, that leap, especially because a lot of the internships were unpaid and that was not going to be feasible for me. Um, and so I just happened to start, I decided that this, the, I think it was March was going to be the month that I was going to start just looking at, looking for publishing jobs. And I saw the Cornell page listing for the fellowship. Cornell happened to be the first one to post its fellowship. Um, and I thought, well, this is worth looking into. Um, and actually, for me, it was sort of an interesting coincidence because another science fiction writer who um, I followed on Twitter because she's also very active in the queer and disability politics communities. And she said, look, disability is a form of diversity. You should apply, not to me, but just to the, you know, to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that made sense, um, as well as the income part of the, which was fairly prominent in the job posting. And so I just sort of applied. I, there was definitely a lot of things that I wish I'd known ahead of time. Um, in fact, after I sent off my cover letter and resume to Cornell, I went, boy, I have no idea what I'm doing. And so I reached out to a couple of previous and then current Mellon Fellows to see if they'd be open to doing a informa- short informational interview of about half an hour, um, which I got three positive responses and had three, I thought, very good, very helpful conversations, um, which gave me a much better idea of what the fellowship was going to be like and also what publishing was going to be like. Um, So I think if I were going to do it again, I don't really have any regrets in that sense because everything turned out great for me. Um, If if I were going to advise other people to sort of learn from my mistakes, I would warn them ahead of time that the application process is very fast. Um, it was Monday Monday morning, 8 a.m. Portland time, uh, Zoom interview. Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. Portland time, Zoom interview. And then by, I think, very early the following week, um, I had the job offer and had a very short turnaround time to accept. So I think um, having, and in general, knowing what you're getting into to whatever extent you can is helpful. One thing that I did not realize until I was actually well into the fellowship is just how different the different presses are and how different you know, each fellow's experience is. Because you know, Cornell is much smaller than say University of Chicago Press, which is another participant. And so I think I would definitely uh, advise other um, potential applicants to reach out to people of the presses. I think all the fellows are happy to, to talk to people who have questions, I certainly am, um, and try to get a sense of what each press would be like and try to get as much of a sense as you can of what academic publishing is like. Um, that will both help you be better prepared for the interview and for the cover letter, and it will also help you better decide when you hit this whirlwind, um, I keep using that word, um, this very fast uh, interview process. It'll help you be in a better position to decide, you know, are you ready for this? Since it's something that you really want to do. Um, so in that, on that yeah. point, um, how would someone get in touch with uh, one of the Mellon Fellows? Well, we're pretty much all listed on the websites of our the respective presses. Okay. Um, my contact information certainly is. It certainly is. Um, yeah. some, some presses don't have that. Yeah, I think most of the presses that have Mellon Fellows do, actually. You can also find our names on the press release. Um, UW put out, uh, who sort of administers the fellowship, 
uh, University of Washington puts out a press release with the names of all the Mellon Fellows, and so you can have our contact information from that, and you can also get the, con the names of previous year's fellows. And then you can, again, look us up on LinkedIn or whatever. Sure, sure. Um, I'll, put a, I'll put a link to that press release uh, in the information section of the podcast. And that's a good idea. Um, and I think, because one of the things that I did not realize about publishing, but that's been very encouraging, is just how supportive people in publishing tend to be. Um, I mean, Kitty is my formal mentor, and she's done a great job, but I feel like a lot of the you know, people in all departments, particularly in acquisitions, have been very supportive and very helpful, um, and have sort of proactively reached out to offer mentoring. Um, and so I think take advantage, start taking advantage of that now. Start reaching out, and it doesn't even have to be the fellows to talk to. Talk to people, if you're interested in a career in publishing, Talk to people at the presses that you might be interested in working in. And, and if you um, are interested in applying for the Mellon Fellowship, you should also look into the University of Texas's fellowship and the University of Georgia, which was a Mellon Fellowship press in the first grant cycle and had a positive enough experience with it that now they have their own diversity fellowship program, which runs pretty much on the same timeline as ours. And their fellow is sort of, um, participates in our webinars and is sort of part of our cohort. Well, thank you so much, Alexis, for sharing your experience here at the press and some advice for uh, potential incoming fellows. Um, it's been, a, as I said before, a pleasure working with you, and I wish you the very, very best in your future in publishing. Thanks for taking the time to interview me and also for being part of the great culture of CUP, which, again, like I said, I've really, really loved. Um, and I hope that the next fellow has just as good or better an experience. We hope so too. So thanks again. Yeah, thank you. Take care. That was Mellon Diversity Fellow Alexis Zeman. As we mentioned earlier, the new Diversity Fellow position application is now live and is due by midnight March 14th, 2020. The position begins June 1st of this year. Head on over to the Working at Cornell website to learn more. As I said before, I am also posting the direct link in the info section of this podcast. Thank you for listening to 1869, the Cornell University Press Podcast.